Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on this Monday. We had a busy weekend of sports as I'm going to break down all the local and national sports here in West Georgia. I am so excited to be broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. I'm not going to have a guest today like Rob Frazier is normally my guest on Monday, but he'll join me later on in the week and we will break down everything that's going on in the world of sports. But I'm riding solo today and we got a great show for you to include the top six ranked teams in college basketball all go down. What does this mean for parity and what is the new bracketology going to look like as I will break down the bracketology and what I think the new rankings might be. I really don't expect a whole lot of change. I'm also going to break down all the high school basketball playoffs as we also get ready for conference tournament play in the Peach Bell Conference for your Columbus Cougars and Lady Cougars. And today is it. Today's the last day. Although they've made some progress in Major League Baseball, we may have a shortened season if no agreement is reached by today. So let's start out with the state playoffs because we've got two teams in Columbus that have reached the Elite Eight. The Spencer Greenwave boys basketball team for 4A GHSAA state playoffs. They defeated North Oconee 62-35 to over the weekend, and they will take on Doherty in the Elite Eight. As the Elite Eight starts March 1st and 2nd, don't forget that the Final Four is going to be March 4th and 5th at Fort Valley State. And the championship game will be March the 9th at the Macon Coliseum. So good luck to the Spencer Green Wave. Looking at the Carver Lady Tigers as they were able to beat Chestahey 62-38 to to reach the Elite Eight. And they will take on Luella. So good luck to both Spencer and Carver. Another local team I want to give a shout out to was the Callaway Lady Cavaliers beating Dodge County 42-41 to in a nail biter. And they will take on Elbert County in the Elite Eight for... 2A GHSAA for the right to go to the Final Four. We had some local teams that ended their season as Keen Ridge Christian was able to beat St. Ann Pacelli 70-61. to And so the Vikings season comes to an end. East Coweta loses to North Gwinnett in the 7A state championships 67-57 to and their season comes to an end. We got Manchester still moving on as public single A. They're taking on Towns County. So good luck to Manchester and congratulations Congratulations to the Lynette Panthers for reaching the Final Four as they will take on Section 
today for the right to go to Birmingham for the championship game. For single A public, there's a school I want to talk about, Social Circle. They defeated Clint County 107 to 25. Looks like a mismatch. It looks like one of those games where it's just strength just overpowering their will. And I think Social Circle has to be the favorites to win the single A state championship. I tell you, I had a busy weekend. I wasn't calling any Rapids games, but Friday I called the opener for Russell County Baseball. It was the first time I've ever done public address announcing for baseball, and it was fun. I love baseball. It's my first love. I played baseball for seven years, and I enjoyed just playing the music when the players come up to plate and uh, the sound effects and also playing the music between innings. Russell County did lose, and they also lost two games over the weekend but they will take on Benjamin Russell tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm not the full-time public address announcer. I'm only going to call four games because of my obligation with the Columbus Rapids. So there are some games where I'm going to miss, but no worries. I'm going to do the best I can as I call four games. I'm actually calling two games this week, and I'm calling a Rapids game. So I've got a busy week of calling games this entire week. And of course, my last game is going to be March the 11th for Russell County Baseball. Also over the weekend, we had the NFCA NAIA leadoff classic at the South Common Softball Complex. That was fun. I enjoyed going there to see my alma mater play on Friday. 21 NAIA schools were competing, and it just was a great atmosphere to have all these NAIA schools, including Georgia, being represented. Schools like Reinhardt, Truett McConnell, Georgia Gwinnett, Thomas, and Coastal Georgia, who is crowned the champions for going 5-0 and based on the run differential. The other two schools that went 5-0 and were Mobile and my alma mater, Freed Hardman University, that also went 5-0. and Freed Hardman is 11-0 and on the season. After beating Breenow 8-1 in Indiana Southeast 4-0 on Friday, they turned around on Saturday and beat Taylor 7-2, Brian 4-2, and Georgia Gwinnett. 2 to nothing on Sunday. I really am proud of the Lady Lions, and I hope to see them back in Columbus for the NAIA World Series, which will take place at the end of May. And so that is something to look forward to. I was happy to see them on Friday in those first two games. I saw a couple of innings when they took on Bree now, and then I saw them take on Indiana Southeast on Friday where they got to play in the big stadium. And then that meant a lot to the to the girls for playing at a historic place that was the site of the 1996 Olympics. And when you think softball, you think Columbus, Georgia. And it was a great event. It was one of those events where if you're a big fan of NAIA schools, that was the place to be. So congratulations to Coastal Georgia for winning the leadoff classic and Good luck to the rest of the teams going on this year. Moving on to college basketball, NCAA Division Three, the LaGrange Panthers season comes to an end after a heartbreaking double overtime loss to Averett in the USA South Conference Championship. In the USA South quarterfinals, the LaGrange Panthers fall to 16-11. and They were 10-2 and in the USA South, and their season is over. LaGrange Baseball suffered their first loss of the season after dropping the final game to Nichols College. LaGrange Baseball is 9-1 on the season, and they will take on East Mennonite 
this weekend for a three-game series at Cleveland Field at Williamson Stadium. The Columbus State Cougars regular season comes to an end after a heartbreaking overtime loss to Georgia College, 84-82. to Columbus State regular season finishes at 19-9 overall, 10-8 in the Peach Belt Conference, led by Langston Gather. I was watching this game on TV, and there was over 3,000 fans as Georgia College gets the victory. Columbus State will take on South Carolina Aiken March the 1st. That is going to be a road game. This was the team they beat a couple of weeks ago, 71-70. to Good luck to the Columbus State Cougars in the first round of the Peach Belt Conference playoffs. The Lady Cougars got a big victory victory over Georgia College 70 to 57 as they finished the regular season 16 and 10 overall and 9 and 7 in the Peach Belt Conference. They were led by Journey Smith with 21 points and they will host Augusta University on Wednesday, March the 2nd at the Lumpkin Center for the first round of the Peach Belt Conference playoffs. This week is always fun because we have conference playoffs going on in the Peach Belt Conference. Now moving on to baseball, the number eight ranked team in the country for NCAA Division II. They took on Quincy for four-game series. Although that first game did not go their way, they lost 15-3. They managed to beat them three straight times, including a walk-off win, the first game of a doubleheader on Saturday. They played seven innings in the doubleheader on Saturday. They beat Quincy 8-7, 10-6, and then on Sunday, they defeated them 6-1. to So Columbus State Baseball is 13-3 on the season, and they will take on Tuskegee in Montgomery, Alabama on March the 2nd. This is the same team that they beat 15 to nothing. So Columbus State is trying to improve their win total as they get ready for Peach Belt Conference play. Robert Brooks right now, he's got the triple crown. He's the leading home run leader with six home runs on the season. He's leading the team with 32 runs batted in, and he's batting 390. Is he not the MVP early on in this season? He looks like a very fun and exciting player for Columbus State. The Columbus State softball team takes two out of three against West Alabama and the Lady Cougars are 7-8 and eight on the season as they got a big series this weekend against North Georgia College in Columbus. So come on out to the Columbus Softball Stadium and see some Lady Cougars softball. Well, the Point Lady Skyhawk season comes to an end after losing to Milligan 71-54 to in the Appalachian Athletic Conference Tournament, and they finished their season 24-7 overall and 18-6 in conference play. Congratulations to the Point Baseball team by winning 2-3 against Reinhardt University over the weekend, and they will take on Tuskegee on March the 1st. They are currently 7-8 overall on the season. So we had a crazy weekend in college basketball. I'm, I'm talking, it was crazy. I've never seen this happen. This was the first time it ever happened, that the top six teams in college basketball all lose in the same day. And I'm going to break down each of these games because it wasn't really an upset. We're going to start with the late cap because Gonzaga went into St. Mary's. I talked about Gonzaga having some tough roadblocks because the West Coast Conference is a lot stronger than years past. But St. Mary's, they were dominant from start to finish, and they were able to beat the number one team in the country 67-57. to And so their fans stormed the court. I'm going to break down each 
game. And and the big question is, when is it appropriate for your fans to storm the court? A home game, a road game, or is it if you're playing a ranked team that you are favored against, when is it appropriate to storm the court? So St. Mary's gets the victory over Gonzaga. According to ESPN's Joe Lenardi, Gonzaga is still the overall number one seed because Arizona, now this game surprised me. Arizona plays Colorado on the road in Boulder, Colorado, a Pac-12 game. They lose 79 to 63. And of course, the Colorado fans storm the court. Now this game didn't shock me at all because Auburn was playing Tennessee in Knoxville. It was a very close game from start to finish. Auburn has been my team that I've projected that is going to go win it all. That's my opinion. I think that Auburn is the most talented team with Jabari Smith Jr. and Walker Kessler. But Tennessee gets the job done. The 17th ranked team defeats the Auburn Tigers 67-62. But no storm in the court. Act like you've been there before. All right, moving on to the number four team. This was the game I actually watched because this was a game on at noon. And I watched some of this. And Michigan State considered a bubble team. Beats Purdue on a three-point shot with a couple of seconds left to go, 68-65. to No storm in the court for Michigan State. They acted like they've been there before. Tom Izzo ties Bob Knight for the most wins by a men's basketball coach at the Big Ten. You know, Michigan State's committed to defense. They did a great job on Caden Ivey. I think that this drops Purdue to a number two seed. All right, the number five team, I think that Kansas was an underdog against the defending champions, Baylor, in Waco, Texas. Baylor was trailing at the half by one point, but they pulled away, and they were able to beat Kansas 80-70. to Now, moving on to Kentucky. They were an underdog against Arkansas. This was another game that I watched on CBS. As I was at home watching college basketball, it was really fun. Arkansas was able to beat Kentucky 75-73. to Very important that they did not storm the court for Kentucky, but they stormed the court against Auburn. It's like, act like you've been there before. Arkansas, a very talented team, 23-6, and an identical record from the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm very interested to see just the seedings in the SEC. Then you have the first team that won Duke, wins against Syracuse 97 to 72. Does this elevate the Duke Blue Devils to be a number 1 seed? I still think they're a number 2 seed. My word. That game next week, Coach K's final game, final regular season game at Cameron Indoor Stadium against North Carolina, the ticket prices are going for Super Bowl prices. That is going to be huge for the Duke Blue Devils. It would not shock me if the Duke Blue Devils won the whole thing this year for Coach K. But lo and behold, we had another top 10 team go down as TCU beat Texas Tech, who was ranked number 9, 69-66. Oh, we just had upsets everywhere. And then on Sunday, we had Ohio State lose to Maryland 75-60. to So I'm going to take a look at your bracketology. I love doing this. This is always fun. Still, Gonzaga is the overall number one seed. Here are your teams that are the last four in. Loyola, Chicago, San Francisco, Indiana, and Memphis. Your first four out are SMU, San Diego State, BYU, and Dayton. So here is what they're projecting as the number one seeds. Of course, Gonzaga is the overall number one seed. You got Auburn, Arizona, and Kansas. Your number two seeds are Baylor, Kentucky, Purdue, and Duke. Your number three seeds, according to Joe Lenardi, is Texas Tech, Villanova, 
Tennessee, and Wisconsin. Your number four teams are Providence, Illinois, UCLA, and Ohio State, which I think with Ohio State losing to Maryland, I think that they drop to a number five seed. Your number five seeds are UConn, and then of course this could change. You got Houston, you got Texas, and you got Alabama. You got to remember that if you are ranked, you usually get at least a six seed or lower. There might be some leeway if the RPI is different. I'm just excited about college basketball. This is the final week in the regular season, and then we get into conference tournaments next week. We have a huge game tonight on ESPN. Baylor taking on Texas. Can Baylor get it done again and beat Texas on the road? I think that if Baylor runs the table and wins out, that they could compete for a number one seed. I still think Baylor is a number one seed if they win the Big 12. I'm not sure if they're going to give Baylor and Kansas a number one seed. Here's who I think the number one seeds are going to be. I think it's going to be Gonzaga and Arizona by default. I think the winner of the SEC, if it's Kentucky or Auburn, in Kansas and Baylor. So, like, let's say Texas Tech wins the Big 12. I don't think they're going to get a number one seed. I don't think that they are strong enough to get a number one seed if they win the Big 12. But if Kansas wins the Big 12, they're getting a number one seed. If Baylor wins the Big 12, they're getting a number one seed. If somebody other than Kentucky or Auburn wins the SEC, I think Kentucky and Auburn are both number two seeds. It's anybody's game. I think that this is the year that college basketball has the most parity. And right now, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are the odds-on favorites to win the NCAA tournament. I'm very interested to see what it's going to look like. All right, moving on to the NBA because we had some fun games last night. The Lakers are awful. They are just awful. The Dallas Mavericks overcome a 19-point deficit to defeat the Golden State Warriors 107-101, to outscoring the Warriors 33-13 to in that fourth quarter. Thanks to 34 points by Luka Doncic. Yeah, the New Orleans Pelicans throttle the Lakers 123-95. to You know, when the schedulers made this game, they thought it was going to be Zion versus LeBron. And Zion Williamson is yet to play. But the New Orleans Pelicans are hanging and tough. And right now, that would be the playing game. The Lakers versus the Pelicans. The number 9 and the number 10 seed. As the New Orleans Pelicans overtake the Portland Trailblazers for that 10th and final spot. I know that... The scheduling makers are just anticipating wanting to get Zion Williamson back in there, but he's not in playing shape, and he could be considered a bust for the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know if he has the will or the drive to want to play. So the Sixers look pretty good with James Harden as he records a triple-double. Joel Embiid had 37 points, and the Sixers are 2-0 and with James Harden in the lineup. Does this make the Sixers the favorites? to reach the NBA Finals and represent the Eastern Conference now that James Harden's in the lineup. Brooklyn right now is number 8 at 32-29, and 29, but they're going to get Kevin Durant back next week. Kyrie Irving looked impressive as the Brooklyn Nets took down the defending champs, Milwaukee Bucks. How is this Brooklyn team going to look like when they get Ben Simmons? Seth Curry is a good shooter. I think that Brooklyn can compete in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is wide open because you have the defending champs, You have the newcomers, Miami and Chicago, with the new additions of Kyle Lowry for the Heat and DeMar DeRozan for the Bulls. You have the Cleveland Cavaliers coming out of nowhere with two All-Stars, Jarrett Allen and Darius Garland, and the favorite for Rookie of the Year, Evan Mobley. You have the Boston Celtics, who have talent with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. When they play together, they're always great. And you still have the Atlanta Hawks. Right now, they have a two-game lead over the Washington Wizards. They 
are tied with the Charlotte Hornets. They got a big victory on Saturday by beating the Toronto Raptors 127-100 to as Trey Young had 41 points. And the Atlanta Hawks have a big game this Tuesday as they will take on the Boston Celtics. So Major League Soccer kicked off over the weekend and Atlanta United got a very impressive 3-1 victory over Sporting Kansas City thanks to a goal that put them on top for good. 3-1, Caleb Wiley scoring a goal in the 89th minute. But what was impressive was Luis Arrigo scoring a goal in the 20th minute and then Dom Dwyer scoring in extra time in that first half. And Joseph Martinez recorded two assists and it was great to see Major League Soccer back over 67,000 fans in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Atlanta United, who reached the playoffs last year, they want to try to get back there. I'm excited that Major League Soccer is back. You have a huge game next week as Charlotte FC will host all those fans. It's always nice to see these Major League Soccer teams get a club for the first time. Nashville a couple of years ago, they brought their fans out. I think that Charlotte's going to have a lot of fans. And of course, this early in this Major League Soccer season, you had the LA Galaxy defeat the defending champs, NYCFC 1-0. It's nice to see Nashville get a victory over the Seattle Sounders. And that game was on the road. Seattle is a very tough opponent at home. All right, there is a possible chance that we might not have baseball starting on time, as today is the deadline. I know they have talked for seven straight days. They've made little progress, but if they don't get a deal done by today, we will have a shortened season as the Major League Baseball season for 2022 is scheduled to open March the 31st. But if no deal gets done, it will be a shortened season. What do you think of that? Do you really care? Do you want to see baseball? Do you feel that the season is long as it is? I'm a baseball purist. I love baseball. I'm just used to the 162 games. Really, for the record books, I know we had a shortened season in 2020, but let's get a deal done. I want to talk about baseball again. I want to talk about the Atlanta Braves and their defending champions. And Can they run it back? What do you think about all these championship teams that say, hey, let's run it back? Can Georgia run it back as a national champion? The Milwaukee Bucks are trying to run it back. Can Baylor run it back in college basketball? The Rams think they can run it back. You know how hard it is to run it back as a champion. Usually it is very hard. We haven't had a repeat champion in football since the 2004-2005 New England Patriots. We have not had a repeat champion in baseball since the New York Yankees in 99 and 2000. We have not had a repeat champion in basketball since the Golden State Warriors in 17 and 18. But right now in the NHL, we have a repeat champion in the Tampa Bay Lightning that are trying to go for three as they defeated the Nashville Predators in the outdoor game at Nissan Stadium. You don't think that there's hockey fans in the South? Nashville had over 64,000 fans watching the Nashville Predators. So yes, there are hockey fans in the South. And speaking of hockey, here in Columbus, the Columbus River Dragons were able to take two out of three against the Carolina Thunderbirds, including a come-from-behind win on Sunday, they were down 3-1. to one. They were able to win that game 4-3. to three, And they have a big series this weekend against the Danbury Hattricks. The Columbus River Dragons have clinched a playoff berth. 
But in front of them are the Watertown Wolves and the Danbury Hattricks. So this is going to be a very important series against Danbury. And then the following weekend, they will take on the Watertown Wolves. Don't forget that tomorrow, the Columbus Rapids are back on the pitch in Fayetteville, North Carolina, as they are taking on the Fayetteville Fury again on the road. And of course, this Thursday, they are taking on the Rome Gladiators at the Columbus Civic Center. I will have the call on the National Indoor Soccer League's YouTube channel and Beam 7, the local East Alabama cable company. Boy, I tell you, we've had a fun show. I really am excited that I'm doing these shows, hoping to get some more guests on. Thank you for everybody for listening to my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel and Twitter as I'm always posting stuff on there, sports related. I hope that everybody has a great day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is broadcasted out of Columbus, Georgia, and focuses on the local and national sports scene. I am Richard Holdridge. If you have a sports question or if you would like to be a guest on the show, just inbox me on my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, or on my Twitter feed. And as always, I hope that you have a blessed day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.